Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Microfamous Podcast. Really fun topic. I'm talking about how I run my business as an introvert. And the kind of the genesis for this is I was just back uh, in Omaha. I uh, had uh, kind of a, an issue in the family, family emergency. So I went back and uh, had the opportunity to hang out with one of my clients and good friends, Jeff Cohn, in his brand new, amazing uh, office in Omaha. And I was just looking around and 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 realizing that you know, like that dream of having this insanely cool office space where you've got this great team around you and everybody works in the same space. And, uh, and there's definitely an allure to that, but uh, like as an introvert, I'm looking around and thinking this is very peopley, <laughs> very, very peopley, lots of people. Uh, and I, it just made me appreciate that, uh, as much as I, I like to kind of dip into that environment of being social, I love the fact that I work from home. None of my team expects me to roll into an office where everybody's in the same place. All my team is around, uh, I think we've got staff in like five states and then four different countries or something. And everybody works from home. Everybody's fully remote. And I love that structure. Uh, now it is, you know, I'll talk about some things of how we keep everybody on track and, and accountable and all that fun stuff when everybody's working fully remote, because that's an interesting topic. But essentially what I've done is that I've built a, a system for my business, for the agency itself. It's a system around me that allows me to be who I am and still be a good leader and still run the business the way that I want to. But most importantly, it allows me to run the business in a way that like manages and protects my energy. Because if you're an introvert like me, you don't have unlimited energy to be social, right? Uh, you know, I joke around with people that, uh, that when I go out in groups or, or I go to like an event or something like that, I've got about 60 to 90 minutes of socializing in me. And then I've got to go take a nap. And I mean, like, I'll be, I got to be away from it for like two or three hours, <clears throat> charge my batteries. And then maybe I can dip back in for another hour or two. So I don't do a lot of networking events. I don't fly all over, all over the country going to events even before uh, the craziness that is 2020. Uh, it just wasn't my thing. You know, it's how my mentor built his agency. Um, but now that the world of podcasting exists, you know, I, I get to do all my networking uh, that way. And I get to meet new people and speak to new audiences and stuff like that without flying all over the country. And so uh, that's just one, one quick example. But I, I've really built a system around me that allowed me to be myself. And so I wanted to share some of the things that, uh, that have helped me to do that that might be helpful to you too, but are really part of a bigger lesson. And the lesson is this, we don't have to change right? We don't have to change. If we are who we are, right? If you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, um, if you love people, if you, if you enjoy more being by yourself, if you love to read, hate to read, whatever it is, whatever it is about you that you feel like is a weakness that's holding you back from building your business, I would humbly submit this. Maybe the answer isn't to change yourself. Maybe the answer is to change the system around you, right? What are the things that take place around you that are getting you the results that you're not liking, right? So you're looking inward and going, oh, you know, I wish I was this, or I wish I was more that. Maybe the answer isn't to change yourself. Maybe the answer is to build a better system around you that allows you to be yourself while still getting you what you want. So I wanted to start by sharing just four things about how I manage the team uh, so that I can be the introvert that I want to be, still be a good leader, still keep everyone on the same page, still keep, keep everyone accountable, 
still deliver a really high level of service to our clients um, and grow the business, right? I'll get to the marketing in a second, but these are the four things just about how we run the business. So number one is weekly meetings, which we are relentless about weekly meetings. Um, just for an example, my head of content lives in Johannesburg, South Africa. She and I have jumped onto a weekly meeting virtually every week for over three years, right? Now she's fantastic at her role. And most people in that situation, when they have a rock star like that, that they feel like they don't have to worry about, they go, great, mental load off of my mind. I'll talk to you next month. <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing. But we've been relentless about our weekly meetings. And, uh, and the more people we bring on, there are certain key people um, where we feel like they need to be in that weekly meeting. And she actually runs that meeting. So I can run it, but most of the time she runs it so that if I'm not available, if I'm on a plane like I was last week or whatever the case is, that meeting happens even when I'm not there. And I'll talk about what people report, but numbers are reported, contingencies are planned for, systems are improved, projects keep going, right? Everything is happening even without my direct involvement and especially without me pushing you know, mentally and emotionally. All that happens because we've got weekly meetings. So people know, oh, Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Pacific, I got to show up and report my numbers. It holds everyone accountable. Number two is we have all key staff on this really simple walkie-talkie app called Voxer. Now, it's an older app, but for our purposes, I love it because it allows us to communicate very, very quickly with specific members of the team. And a lot of times, I just send a voice response, right? So it's just a walkie-talkie. So you hit one button, you talk, it records, you hit it again, and it automatically sends the message. And uh, they can even listen live. So you can have like pseudo live conversations, but they're all... Uh, it's not, you don't have to be on the phone, like jump on the phone with somebody, but it speeds up communication. It works all over the world. And, uh, you know, we've tried different things like Slack. We've tried, um, you know, versions of that. Just nothing really ever hit. Uh, Voxer really works well for us in combination with Trello, which is where a lot of the communication that's written takes place instead of using email. So that's Voxer. That's number two. Number three is really clear lines of command. This is something I worked with a mentor of mine last year after we both went through Extreme Ownership, uh, the book, which is freaking amazing. And um, the, the idea here is that in my agency at one point, people had multiple roles and it kind of felt like they had multiple bosses because when you have multiple roles, you, you're working with this person over here on this, and then you're reporting to this other person on this over here, and you don't really know what your priorities are. Kind of, a, it's one of those situations where everything is important, so you don't know really what's most important. Um, over all of like 2019, I got all that cleaned up in the agency so that people really just had one role, and they knew exactly who they reported to. And if it wasn't me, then it was somebody that reported to me. So there, there's really only, I think, three levels of, of like hierarchy in our agency. So really, people are only one step removed from me if they report to somebody else. And we're getting key team members involved in the hiring process. So if they are, um, you know, if, uh, if in the agency, we have to hire like a junior staff member, so to speak, um, we're not, it's not just me doing the hiring going, Hey, here you go. Here's the person who you now have to work with. We're getting every team member involved in the hiring process. So they have a stake in it. Um, I'm even having them review, uh, resumes and cover letters before I even get to it. I'm having them serve up the best ones to me to decide who I think we should interview next and kind of training them in the interview process. Right. Um, some of our team members have gone on, uh, gone so far as 
to train their own replacement, whether they're moving on from our agency or just moving up in our agency. So very clear lines of command has been super, super helpful. Okay. And number four is metrics based expectations. So everything in the agency is either a system or a project. And once something is a system, I can put a number on it. Right. So like, for example, my account managers, the ones that are producing podcasts and, and really doing the day to day work with our clients, they know exactly what the expectation is and the number that they are expected to report every Tuesday morning at our agency meeting that determines whether they are doing a good job or not. And all of their support staff knows what that number and that metric is that they are expected as a team to hit in order for the team to be considered that they're doing a good job for our clients, right? So we try as much as possible for every single role. Look, if it's either, if it's not a system yet that I can put a number on it, then our number is this one project working at it and chipping away at it in two week sprints, you know, scrum style until that project becomes a system. And then once it becomes a system and we know what the expectations are, then I can slap a number on it and go, great. Now this is the number that the expectation of that, that is linked to that, that system. Right. And so metrics based expectations. So I don't have staff constantly going, Oh man, I, I don't know. I wonder if I'm doing a good job or not. Like we know by the numbers and they know when they report the numbers, if I feel like they've done a good job for that week. So that makes it very, very clear. And I can really look at the numbers. I can look at trends. I can see what's happening in the agency much more clearly because there's a lot less um, potential for obfuscation and confusion and, and different things like that because everything comes down to a number. So the result is that I run the operations of the agency in about four hours a week. Right. So that's part of how I protect my energy, like as an introvert, so that I can still do the thing that really keeps the business moving and growing, which is the marketing part. Right. I'm not the type of person uh, that can just, you know, uh, post more often, create more content, in more places more often like that. That kind of more marketing approach uh, just doesn't work very well for me. And if you're an introverted expert, you probably know what I'm talking about. Like we have limited energy to be social. And so the advice, which mostly comes from, you know, the Gary V's and the Grant Cardone's and the other folks out there that are also extroverts, right? they get energized by being social. That's the advice that we hear all the time. And so I just wanted to encourage you, you know, I've, I've been able to build a marketing system around me that works really well for me as an introvert. And you might recognize that, that essentially that's what Microfamous is. It's a, it's a marketing system that I designed for myself as an introverted expert that also works really well for other introverts in the space, but also just for anyone that, uh, that doesn't want to be super social on social media. They don't want their success of their business to be tied to how good they are at getting attention on social media, because there are certain people that are really good at it. And then there's the rest of us that that's not our, that's not our jam. Uh, you know, I was thinking about it this morning, because uh, a couple of days ago, I went into a recording studio because I've got kind of a music side project that I've been working on a little bit this year. And I went in to record some drums and piano. So I got, and I've, I've bought a whole bunch of new cymbals and stuff like that over the course of this year. And, um, you know, I had some new gear that I was really excited to try out and it was, it was a blast. Um, it was extremely labor intensive and exhausting, but it was fun in the moment to be able to play. And I got to play this beautiful, you know, baby grand piano and all this stuff. It wasn't until like this morning that I realized that, hmm, 
I don't think I took any pictures <laughs> the entire time in that studio of eight hours of doing really cool stuff. And, and there's, you know, being this beautiful studio with, you know, my drums are all set up and I've got the baby grand over there and like, I've got video footage. So, so that's coming out, but I didn't, I didn't post anything to like Facebook or Instagram stories. Um, I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't even take pictures. I didn't, didn't even post on social media that I was going to the studio. Uh, I just don't think about it. I am not externally focused like that. I don't think about, oh, there's thousands of people that follow me on Facebook that might want to know what I'm doing today. That's not where my focus is. My focus was on doing what I showed up there to do and experiencing it in the moment. And if you're more on the introverted side, you probably recognize a lot of yourself in that story because you probably go out to a cool restaurant or you go down to the beach or you go to the mountains or you go hiking like I did a couple of weeks ago and you see these beautiful things and you're doing these awesome things, but you don't think about sharing that all that on social media. It just isn't who you are. And I don't think that we have to change. I don't think the answer to that is to be more like the extroverts and just force ourselves to be focused externally so that we, you know, force ourselves to do more stories for Instagram and force ourselves to take more selfies and force ourselves to create more content. You know, the, the experience of building the business and building this kind of marketing system around me has really taught me that I don't need to change. Now, that doesn't mean I can't develop things and you know build my strengths and shore up some weaknesses. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about fundamentally changing who you are just to try to be something you're not because you think that's the answer to growing your business. That I don't think we have to do. I think we can build a system around us, whether it's business systems of how we operate, whether it's how we market ourselves, whatever. But we can build systems around us that allow us to be who we are and still get what we want, still hit our goals, still succeed. I'll give you one final example, and then we'll conclude. There, there's a client of mine who I would consider one of the most disciplined people I know, whether it's three hours a day of prospecting calls for God knows how many years, a kind of couple of decades, to climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. And he said something really interesting to me behind the scenes. He said, I'm an undisciplined person. What I do is I build systems around me that hold me accountable and propel me forward, even though I'm not the most disciplined person. And that blew my mind because from the outside looking in, he looked so disciplined, right? But what he did was he recognized that, hey, I, I would consider myself an undisciplined person, but I still want to hit my goals. So I'm going to put systems and things around me and people around me that will pull me towards my goals. And the example that he gave was he's like, I never work out alone. I never work out alone. I always have someone to go with, someone who's expecting me to show up at the gym or show up on a long hike at a certain time. They're expecting me to be there and I, my integrity will not allow me to, to bail on that, right? So my integrity holds me to that commitment, even though I'm not the most disciplined person. So whatever it is, whether it's marketing your business, whether it's the structure of how you run your business, wherever it is that you're feeling like, man, I, I just, I feel like I have to be a different person in order to move forward, in order to grow, in order, in order to succeed. I don't believe that's true. I don't believe we have to change at a fundamental level. If you're an introvert, be an introvert. If you're an extrovert, be an extrovert, right? But if you're an introverted expert like me, I don't think we have to change. I think we need to build a different system around us that allows our business to operate in a way that allows us to be the introvert that we are and still grow, right? That's why I have my business set up the way it is. That's why I work from home and I have people scattered all, all over the world and we manage through Zoom and Voxer and all those things. That's why I do it that way. 
And that's why I market primarily through things like podcast interviews and by hosting my own show and then taking chunks out of those podcasts and posting them on social media rather than me going live every other day or doing stories every day, right? I have found a marketing system that essentially I designed for myself as an introverted expert, right? And so if you want to learn more about that, uh, get the Microfamous book. You can get that on Amazon. You can also go to getmicrofamous.com slash free and grab a free digital copy because uh, that's where I really kind of dig into what the system is and the, the various tactics of it. But I think the bigger lesson is what I really want to drive home today, that however you are, right, whatever you think is your weakness that you have to change about yourself in order to grow your business, I would humbly submit, maybe you don't need to change. Maybe you just need a different system around you that you can step into that allows you to be yourself and still hit your goals. So I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, your attention, your energy. Um, I appreciate all the reviews and the kind words that come in about the podcast. I really do. I thank you so much for your time and, and for investing your time to listen. And we'll see you on the next episode.